Good morning. Welcome to Thursday Morning's Podcast. October the 7th. Happy birthday to anyone that's having a birthday today. Uh, Miraculous things are happening because we are asking for them. That's how easy they are. We're asking for them. They are happening. We're, uh, We're acknowledging our God early in the morning and getting results. Thanks be to God who always causes us to prosper and be in the right frame of mind, receiving his accolades, receiving his promises, his adventures, his wisdom, his kindness, his thoughts. Let's go ahead and get our day started with a morning prayer. Awesome prayer, the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I'm Fernando. I am your host. Welcome to today's podcast. Appreciate it. We do a various things of Bible studies and 24 hours plan. And uh, I love you. Just one of the things to give you an uh, electronic hug. You may need a hug or you may need a kick in the ass, a boot right up. For we know we should be doing the right things. So let's cut out. I'm asking you to cut out the wrong things. I'm asking you to do the right things. If you know you're eating too much, let me let me kick you in the ass and you make a decision to go in the right direction. If you know you're using or drinking and that and you have the knowledge of what to do, all you need is a catalyst to get you in that direction. I'd like to ask you to do right. I'm asking you to be good. I'm asking you to be good. Just concentrate on the word, the kindness and the goodness of God and go towards that direction. Here, turn around. Let me kick you in the ass to initiate you. Boom! Right in the ass. Get up and get going. Do the right thing. Go the right direction. It's not that hard. I did it. I got tested on that right direction. That's what requires, that's what a man or a woman does when we grow up. We make a decision. And we go towards it. We lock and load. Say, for instance, we want to stop drinking. We know from experience that drinking and drugging, uh, we're going to crash and burn severely one day. So we need to turn our hearts and our minds to these 12-step programs. Together, we can do this. Together, we are doing it. Together, we're making a difference. Together, we are concentrating on God's power, the power of Resources, the power of that he's there and he's got our back, the power that he loves us and how wonderful the Lord is. Remember our scripture, Psalms 31, 19. Let's say it with me. Say, Lord, how wonderful you are. You have stored up so many good things for us. Like a treasure chest heaped up and spilling over. Blessing us all for those who honor and worship you. Blessings all for those who honor and worship you. You do this to us all. Everyone sees and honors you. Psalm 31, 19. Something like that. Thank you for coming in today's podcast. Like I said, we're waking up to do this day. We're acknowledging God and asking for his favor through the power of praying the our father and his goodness so have a great day give them heaven <clears throat> today I've, i read a little bit about uh from the king james bible four chapters <clears throat> they're coming up and i did a little zoom podcast hopefully i'll be able to load it up if not <clears throat> enjoy today's resources of recordings <clears throat> Let me go ahead and give you one right now. It's from a little 24-hour book, and it's for October the 7th, please. Thank you for bearing with me. We can do this. Got a guy that got 30 days today. Awesome.
Okay, AA thought for the day. Do I put too much reliance on any one member of the group? That is, do I make a tin God out of some one person? Do I set that person on a pedestal? If I do, I'm building my house on sand or clay. All AA members have clay feet. They are only one drink away from a drunk. No matter how long they have been in AA, this has been proved to be true more than once. It's not fair to any member to be singled out as a leader in AA and to always quote that member on the AA program. If that person should fail, where should I be? Can I afford to be tipped over by the failure of my ideal? Meditation for the day. You must always remember that you are weak, but that God is strong. God knows all about your weaknesses. He he hears every cry for mercy, every sign of weakness, every plea for help, every sorrow over failure, every weakness felt and expressed. We only fail when we trust too much to our own strength. Do not feel bad about your weakness. When you are weak, that is when God is strong. To help you trust God enough and your weaknesses will not matter. God is always strong to save. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may learn to lean on God's strength. I pray that I may know that my weakness is God's opportunity. Amen. I'm Fernando. I am in recovery. And what I have to say about that is... uh, I certainly do quote when people are on fire for the book, when people are going, are doing extensive research and quoting the book, quoting Bill, quoting Bob, quoting good, good, quoting the Holy Spirit. You know, they're quoting the Holy Spirit. I'll say, you know, Jesse said, or Trudy said, and she, and I talked to um, uh, Johnny Harris, 90 years old. He'd been here I don't know, 40 years in AA, and he was speaking down in Palm Springs, and he said, I asked him, I said, where did you get, I used that line, uh, fully clothed in my right mind in my presentations, and he said that he, everything we have in AA, we, we steal it, we take it from other people. We don't necessarily have to quote that person anymore, but uh, they all come from God, they all come from the Holy Spirit, and we already been humiliated, <clears throat> You know, um, by alcohol and wrong thinking and wrong doing. <clears throat> we are on the upright and up singing. We don't have to be asking to be fixed all the time. We have been fixed. You know, we get into the habit of asking and crawling and always trying to to protect us and heal it. <clears throat> we are up and running. We have been recovered. We have been restored. We're moving forward and we're getting others. We're helping others as we go along. We are strong in Christ Jesus. We are strong in the program. The mindset of is that God has approved our works. Go in the power of, of the Lord. to, And that's what we're doing. That's where we're here. Yes, failure is good. we got to fail a lot of times, but we just run right over it. Failure is part. And what's failure? Uh, maybe p- pulling on a string, trying to get a newcomer in, and the line snaps, right? And you and the big fish leaves. Okay, we, we go at it again. We go at it again. And then we catch a good one, and a good one is going to influence 40 people. And a good one is going to influence 400 people. And it's going to just make up for the one we practice. Remember, we keep on practicing. We are good, practicing, sober individuals of these programs we have. You know, all these programs together are awesome. Everyone, everything that we can possibly uh, think of, there's a program. You know, Gamblers Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholic Anonymous, uh, everything you can think of, even Marijuana Anonymous. If you're smoking grass, by the way, you are not sober. You have a mind-altering drug in your head, so stop kidding yourself. You are not sober. Okay, I go strictly to the AA program. That's where I started, and it helps every area. I just changed the the format on the first tradition, 
And the first step to my, to my liking, where it says, you know, I admitted that I was powerless over Fernando, you know, and that I had I had to give him over to God, and I admitted. Once I admitted, then God came and helped me. Now I've been restored, cause I, you know. Anyway, blah 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 blah, like my little granddaughter says. <laughs> I love you. God bless you. Have a great day. Give them heaven. We can do this. Let's pray. God, bless us as we read your word for today. 1 John 1. 1 John chapter 1. Let us read the introduction. God is light, God is love, and God is life. God is light, God is love, and God is life. John is an enjoying a delightful fellowship with what that God of light, love, and life, and he desperately desires that his spiritual children enjoy the same fellowship. God is light. Therefore, to engage in fellowship with him, we must walk in light and not in darkness. As we walk in the light, we will regularly confess our sins, allowing the blood of Christ to continually cleanse us. Two major roadblocks to hinder this walk will be falling in love with the world and falling for the alluring lies of false teachers. God is love. Since we are his children, we must walk in love. In fact, John says that if we do not love, we do not know God. Love is more than just words. It is actions. Love is giving, not getting. Biblical love is unconditional in its nature. Christ's love fulfills those qualities, and when that brand of love characterizes us, we will be free of self-condemnation and experience confidence before God. God is life. Those who fellowship with him must possess his quality of life. Spiritual life begins with spiritual birth, which occurs through faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus Christ infuses us with God's life, eternal life. Although the apostle John's name is not found in this book, it was given the title of First John. Chapter 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins.
and not our, for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do not know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that said, I know him and keep it not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that said he abided in him himself also to walk even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you have from the beginning. The old commandment is that is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that said he is the light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loved his brother abided in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hated his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him, that is, from the beginning. I write unto you, young man, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him, that is, from the beginning. I have written unto you, young man, because you are strong, and the word of God abided in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that the, there is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life of the, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passed away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abided forever. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are they many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy Ghost, from the Holy One, and you know all truth, all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is an antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same has not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. John 5.23 Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that have seduced you. These things I have written unto you. But the anointing which you have received of him abided in you. And you need not that any man teaches you. But at the same anointing teaches you of all things. And it's truth. And it's no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him. That when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world know it as not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear that we 
what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has his hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abided in him sinned not, and whosoever sinned has not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, but for his seed remained in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God have manif are manifested and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not a God. Do it not, neither he that loveth nor his brother. For this is the message that we heard from the beginning, that you we should love one another, not as Cain, who was the wicked one, and slew his brother. And whoever slew he him, because he his own words were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abided in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso has this world's goods and sees his brother have need and shut it up in vows of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My children, and let us not love in the word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God? And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we do keep his commandments and do these things that are pleasing in his eyes. And this is the commandment that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abided in us by the Spirit which he has given us. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby know you that the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of the Antichrist, where if you have heard from it, should come, and even now already is in the world. You are of God, little children, and have covered them, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. They are of the world, for therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and abided in God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. 
In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No man has seen God any time if we love one another. God dwell it God dwelleth in us and his and his love is perfected in us. God liveth in us and his love is perfected in us. I hereby know we that way in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. He's given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwell in him and he in God. And we have known and believe we have known and believe And the love that God has for us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Here it is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness as he is, so we are in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts it off fear. Because fear has torment, he shall... He, but perfect love cast it out fear because fear has torment. He that fear it is not made perfect in love. We love him because we first love him. If a man says, I love God and hated his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? In this commandment have we prayed for him that he would love it. Again, let me read that again. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him that we that he who loveth God love his brother also. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and every one and every one that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood. Even so, Jesus, come. Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And if the Spirit that bear witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and there, these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He that believeth in the Son of God has the witness in himself, he that believeth not God has made him a liar, because he believeth not the, the, 
the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record that God gave, given us is eternal life. And this life in this, it is in his son. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the son of God. And this is the confidence we have because in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. If any man sees his brother sin, is a sin which is not unto death, he should ask, and he should give on him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death, I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is a sin, and there is a sinful not unto death. All unrighteousness is a sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that person is But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and the wicked one does not touch him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lied in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and has, has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that, that is true, even in this Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for showing up. We're going to be reading John 14 from the King James Bible. I'll start at chapter 14. But before that, I'm going to read the introduction on John, on the book of John. You know what, let me go ahead and read not only the introduction, but I'll start with chapter 1 and see how far we get. Okay, the gospel according to John in the New King James, in the King James Version, the old 300-year-old publication. Okay, just as a coin has two sides, both valid so Jesus Christ has two natures, both valid. Luke represents Christ in his humanity as the Son of Man. John portrays him as his deity as the Son of God. John's purpose is crystal clear, to set forth Christ in his deity in order to spark believing faith in his readers. John's gospel is topical, not primarily, chronological, and it revolves around seven miracles and seven I am statements of Christ. Following an extended eyewitness description of the upper room meal and discourse, John records events leading up to the resurrection, the final climate proof, proof that Jesus is who he claims to be, the Son of God. The title of the four gospels follows the same format as the titles of the Synoptic Gospels. Kara Loanen, according to John. As with the others, the word gospel was added later. Loanes is derived from the Hebrew name Yah. No, no, it's Ioannis. Uh, Ioannis is derived from the Hebrew name Johannan. Yahweh has been gracious. Yahweh has been gracious. Now for the reading of chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was with the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. 
There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave the power, he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed in his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and Christ, saying, This was he of whom I spoke, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are thou Elias? And he said, No, I'm not. Are thou the prophet? And he answered, No. Then he said unto him, Who art thou? And that we may give an answer to them we have sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Esaias. And, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him, and he said unto him, Why baptize thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elias, neither the prophet? John answered them and saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. He it is whose coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latch I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore I am come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God, Again the next day after John stood and two, two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, What seek you? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and follow him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first finded his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. 
and he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find it Philip and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was at Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip find it Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathan said unto him, can there be anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guilt, deceit. Nathan said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before the Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of God. End of chapter 1. Chapter 2. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they went they wanted wine. The mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I do to do with thee? My hour is not come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water parts of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three first skins apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water parts with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they heard it. When the ruler of the fast had tasted, of the feast had tasted the water, that which was made wine, and knew not when it was, but the servants knew and withdrew the water new. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. This begins the miracles that Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested for his glory. And his disciples believed on him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples. And they continued there not many days. And the Jews' Passover was at hand as Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting and when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that what it was written, the seal of the Lord. The seal of thy house hath eaten me. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showed forth unto us, seeing that thou dost these things? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. Then Jesus then said the Jews, Forty-six years was this temple in building, 
and without rearing it up three days. But he spoke of the middle. He, but he spoke of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remember what he had said this unto them, and they believed the scriptures and the word which Jesus had said. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast days, many believed of his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man. For he knew what was in man. Thanks be to God, the word of the Lord. Hi, welcome. Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland. When your joy slips away. Verse for the day is Philippians 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same thing to you. To be indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Interesting, huh? Philippians 3.1. Have you ever noticed that when the fruit of the Spirit is listed in Galatians, love tops the list? That's because love is the fruit from which all of the others flow. When love is present, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control always follow right behind it. When love is absent, the rest are absent too. That's why I train myself to pay a close attention to not only my love, life but to my joy level since joy is the immediate result of walking in love i learned that when my joy begins to wane it's a sure sign that somewhere along the way i step out of love and into selfishness initially i might have no idea when i it happened i'll just notice that although i began my day in joy somehow a sense of sadness or irritation has set in What's the matter with me, I wonder? I felt a great a while ago. What has stolen my joy? Inevitably, as I think back through my day, I remember some insignificant but unkind things someone said to me that caused me to take offense without even realizing it. I'll recall some situation where someone aggravated me and I failed to respond in love. I'll see that from that moment on, my day began to go downhill. My joy slowly but surely began to slide away. Once I realize what has happened, I do whatever is necessary to correct the situation. I repent for my failure to walk in love, forgive the person who was unkind to me, and extend heartfelt grace to the person who irritated me. As I respond to them outwardly in an unloving manner, I apologize, if possible, and make things right. When I purposely stir my joy up again, I am driving my car I'll play a CD of praise songs and sing along. I can't carry a tune, so I only do what I'm, I'm alone. It will be a loving to do it when others are around. I, it wouldn't be loving to do if others were around. I thought, if thoughts of strife or aggravation try to persist, I just resist them. I look at the situation in the light of the Word of God and say to myself, that's no big deal. I'm full of love, so I'm not going to be touchy and fretful about that. I'm not going to let the devil use it to steal my joy. If you're serious about walking in love, I recommend you do the same thing. Watch yourself, and when you find you're, you're getting downcast or depressed, look back and see where you stumbled and fell out of love. Then step right back. And stir your joy up again. You and everyone around you will be very glad you did. Amen. Let's go ahead and read. Um, <clears throat> What's so hard about that? That's October the 7th. The scripture for this is Hebrews 10.38. Now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. 
Sometimes I see Christians struggling and sweating in an effort to live by faith. To watch them, you think that faith in God is very difficult to obtain and extremely complicated to walk in. But God never intended living by faith to be difficult. He meant it to be simple that even a child could do it. We're the ones who make it hard. And we did it by separating it from love. Since faith works by love, you can easily see why a great mistake that can be. To have faith in God basically means to trust Him. Before we trust anyone, we have to know their heart. We have to know not only what they promised us, but why they made those promises. Unless we know their motives, we can never fully trust them. If they're under pressure, for example, and have to choose between protecting themselves or us, we're never sure exactly what they will do. That's why it does us only a limited amount of good to rehearse God's promises over and over, trying to believe them when we have little revelation of His love. We're continually plagued with doubts. What if God's promises are conditional? No wonder. And we have unknowingly failed to meet these conditions. What if, in this contact called the Bible, there are clauses and exceptions that excuse God from fulfilling these promises? What if there are qualifications we don't know anything about? Once we understand God's heart, however, such questions just melt away. Once we realize that He made all those promises because He loved us, we can rest assured not only that He will, but that He wants us to do for us all that He has said. God's motive in everything He does for us is purely and simple love. We never have to worry about Him choosing His own interests over ours because He already proved at Calvary that he was willing to sacrifice himself on our behalf by pouring out his very own blood. He showed us that every promise he has made to us and every word he has spoken was prompted by his great love. He demonstrated that once and for all that he cares so much about us that he wants to meet our every need and he has power enough to do it. All we have to do is give him an open door by inviting him into our lives, and he will rush in to do good things for us. That's how much he loves us. The more we understand that, the easier it is for us to have faith. After all, faith is just believing what God says. Faith is simply being confident that God has told us the truth. What's so hard about that? Nothing when you know his love. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.